Scott with stwellfire.com. Final days report January 30th. Calling this podcast, Judgment Starts in the House of the Lord, my friends. Judgment Starts in the House of the Lord. Wolves, pastors are wolves. Many of them are wolves, perversion, deception, soul trap. And then we also have to look at ourselves as Christians. We need to actually repent and turn from many of our wicked ways as well. If you have a little one, in your view of listening to this, get him out of the room. We're going to talk Hugh Hefner and the abomination of that man. But let's get into it. So the mainstream news really was not covering this about Hugh Hefner. A couple articles on just how wicked this man is. Just an abomination. Just from the pit of hell. Let's read a headline from RT. Depraved Playboy founder accused of bestiality and grooming. I read a couple of the articles. A playmate talked about how she caught Hugh doing some evil things to her dog. And she's like, I never let my dog be alone with Hugh ever again after that. I mean, how foul is this? And it gets worse from the Daily Beast. Secrets of Playboy paints Hugh Hefner as a rapist monster who was into snuff films, snuff films that is as wicked as it gets, and bestiality. I guess if you have a sexual appetite and then you can get whatever you want, you just start going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into sexual depravity, into just more and more filth. Hugh is burning for sure. And I got to tell you, when I became saved, I had a collection of old eight track pornography that a buddy of mine sent to me. It's like 35 of these just old 80 style pornography. And when I was saved, I just chucked it. My understanding was he moved houses and he no longer had a hiding place. So he just decided to send it to me. Why I don't know, but get rid of it. And I'm going to talk about if you slip, you know, the Holy Ghost can get you and break you from wicked sin. I used to be a weekend drunk and he just gets you out of that sin. But we all slip. Now I want to talk about ways when you slip, how to break it it to make sure it does not become habitual in nature, at least the playbook that I use to really get back on track and make sure I'm Holy Ghost filled and have the peace, the inner peace of Jesus Christ. And we just have to rebuke. We have to rebuke this sin. And I know pornography is very, very addictive, but throw it away. Get rid of it. Unbelievable. Hugh Hefner, no idea this guy was this big of a monster. But now it's starting to hit the church. And again, all sexual sin is an abomination. But I started looking at other wicked things besides the Catholic church and the homosexual pedophilia problem that's been happening forever. But how is this incorporated into other harlot churches? Came across this article I thought was just alarming. First Baptist Church of Madison welcomes its first openly gay pastor. Granted, Baptist church churches are not all created equally. I know Southern Baptists are very, very heavily infiltrated by Freemasons, independent fundamental Baptists. This probably would never happen there, but it just shocked me, you know, on how far the church has fallen. All you have to do is just read the word of God and what God thinks about homosexuality. So let's read Leviticus 18.22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It's an abomination. I'd hate to be called an abomination. Found some other articles, five evangelical pastors who back gay marriage. I probably could have put 50 articles in here. I always say that, but it was just on and on and on and on. But here is the good news is we know that we're in end times because the word of God says there'll be a great, great falling away. And again, I had that dream where the true church is going to have to go underground. You're going to have to have a hard copy Bible. It will be banned for hate speech one of these days. And you're going to have to meet in secret. 
be in barns, be in office buildings, so on and so forth. You know, hide your cell phones. Let's read 2 Timothy 3. This is, this is just a classic end times first. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Check. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Check. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Check. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good. People hate Christians, not because we're sinless, but because we call out sin. We try to walk in light. We try to be the salt of the earth. We repent when we slip and fall. We pray. We ask for forgiveness. We get into the word of God. It continues, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, lovers of joy more than lovers of God. Remember the word joy, but the perversion is wild. There's some news organizations calling it out, but what does, is, what is, again, God say about drag queens, uh, transvestites? The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord. Again, I would hate to be called an abomination, Deuteronomy 22, 5. But listen to what they're teaching in the pulpit. I mean, this is just evil, as evil as it gets. Let's roll it. A woke preacher believes that when Jesus washed his disciples' feet, he was transgendering himself. Have a look. I think Jesus um, transgenders himself on a number of occasions. Um, I, I think, you know, just, just a little phrase where Jesus is lamenting over Jerusalem, longing to gather Jerusalem as a mother hen gathers her chicks. Um, I think if you look at um, the foot washing from John's Gospel, foot washing elsewhere in both Old and New Testament, that it's consistently done by, by women. And yet Jesus takes that on. People often cast that as being the servant's role. It was the woman's role. Uh, and, and Jesus does it and becomes the woman at that point. I mean, how foul can it get? So continuing down abominations, this recently hit the news. Drag pastor reads a book called Joy in front of kids in a church. It almost looks fake, this picture. If you're listening, you got to check out this video. But let's read. Conservatives blast pastor who dressed in drag to teach kids about joy, to teach kids about sin, it should read. The pastor said he dressed in drag as a way to, well, as a way to illustrate the idea that you bring all the joy in the world just by being you. You bring me all the joy in the world just by being you. That screams evil. What is that even supposed to mean? This is by LBGTQ Nation. Do as you wilt, a Luciferian doctrine. I mean, this is an abomination, as we just read, according to the word of God. And the fact that parents are bringing their kids to look at this, it's wild. So what does the word of God say, you know, versus habitual sin and slipping? Just interesting. 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light, so that is saying you need to do something. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. So we have to do something. We walk in the light and we all sin. We all fall short. We're all dirty rags. But I got to tell you, if I slip, what I like to do, and I just, I feel, I feel the Holy Ghost not indwelling in me when I, when I slip as much. I confess, I repent. Sometimes I'll fast if I've opened any doors potentially, ask for forgiveness. And, and I started thinking, why this great falling away? What is exactly happening is, well, Christ is not 
people's first love. They don't put Christ first. And we'll talk some scripture as well, where that's basically almost a commandment by, by Christ, where he directs people, you need to love me above your parents, above your kids. So Christ is not the first love. And there's with that, if you love Christ, you'll keep his commandments, right? And again, we all fall short. I get it. But then we got we we need to repent. We need to turn. And then the second bit is there's no fear of the Lord, fear of losing that Holy Ghost, that inner peace. Next is the love of money is the root of all evil, you know, tickling your ears. If you talk hard against sin, you're not going to have the biggest following. But sometimes we absolutely need that type of preaching to convict you, to turn love of this world. What other men say, I got to tell you, when I was managing a business unit in Boston, my first week, the second in charge of the manufacturing plant said, whoever made this business decision is an idiot. And I was there only a week, Midwestern kid stood up, said, I made that business decision. He's like, this is just moronic. And then later he actually asked me to go have a beer. And I was like, wait a minute, you just thought, said I was an idiot. He's like, yeah, well, it was an idiot statement. That doesn't mean I don't like you. And just, you know, I was a heathen back then, but it just reminded me we have to have thick skin, right? And the last thing I think people are just not reading the word of God or and or praying. They're just lacking that wisdom. So there obviously is a great falling away. And to that point of not reading the word of God, I know for a fact that I just read a article that said only 13% of Christians read their Bible. So we can all get hoodwinked if that's the case. What does God say about homosexual behavior? Let's read Romans 1. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through their lust and through their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator. That's global warming to me, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men leaving their natural use of a woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was met. Boy, that cuts, cuts hard. And I'm one of the believers that homosexuals can get saved. When I first was saved, I listened to a Baptist preacher who said, hey, God gives you up to a reprobate mind. But one of the first podcasts I heard, they were interviewing this homosexual man who ended up repenting from being a homosexual, ended up getting married, had three kids. And he's like, when, when I have some wicked thoughts that come across me, he's like, I'm convicted. I repent. I pray. And he's like, he's like, I, I kind of go through this process that I just talked about of turning and making sure that you do not become habitual in nature. And the guy ended up building a, a pretty strong ministry and ended up having tremendous amount of success converting homosexuals to Christianity. So much so he was banned early days from YouTube and Vimeo. Like he was one of the first ministries to get banned before all the truthers, if you will. And then this transgender pastor, I mean, I think obviously this is an abomination, but one of my acquaintances in high school who I looked up to, this guy had just a true wit, great personality, wasn't foul. He wasn't a partier. I was a partier before I was a Christian, a partier in high school, if you've heard my testimony. And so I was definitely a heathen, a horror monger, decent athlete. And I took all the hard classes, but I was a C plus B minus student, never really read a book And school was fourth on my list of priorities. It was partying, girlfriends, sports, and then school. But in any event, there was this charismatic guy. I kind of looked up to him. I liked to hang out with him once in a blue moon. 
And I found out that he is a drag queen. That's what I was told. I can't prove it, but that's what I was told. And I pray that he comes to Christ and gets the demons out of him. Supposedly his brother is thinking about becoming a pastor and has really found God. And the guy is just a good, good guy. So again, I, I pray for him. There, there is a way to actually get out of certain destructive lifestyle. Weekend drunk, God convicted me. I got away from that. But let's just talk about more of the falling away. This was an article a couple years ago in a church in England where they actually did a fashion show. And this is just pure demonic. These models don't even look like they're models. This looks like a witch show. It looks like the satanic star painted on this girl's face. We see horns, woman dressed in red with red hair. I don't even know what this is. This just looks like a freak show. I mean, this looks like a horror show in the church that people are just mocking Christianity. And I know there's some good online pastors that I like to listen to in England, but I've been told that basically England and throughout the West, and I noticed this when I traveled throughout the West, that the church is just dead. It's dead in the West, including in the United States from what we're, we're seeing. So we as Christians need to go underground, get ready to go underground to just dive into the word, to pray, pray for a revival. And I think as things get tight with famine, war, maybe more bioweapon terrorism with the whole VADES epidemic, with the clot shot that they've been giving people, hopefully there'll be a great revival before the second coming, before the beginning of sorrows. That's what I pray for. And people are waking up. But when I saw this, when I actually saw this, this ritual, this Freemason stage in the church, it just reminded me of Ezekiel 8, where God showed the prophet all the abominations that happen in the church. And I've been told that Satanists will go into many, many churches and do their wicked, wicked ceremonies that are just too evil to get into. So if you see at night a bunch of cars by a church, try knocking on the door and see what's going on. wonder if you could even get in. Wolves and sheep's clothing, these pastors, it's just evil beyond evil. We're going to have to prepare to go underground. But I want to talk about deception as well. I know there's some great pastors that are out there. And one pastor I rebuked who was teaching the pre-trib rapture. I don't know if he actually read some of the stuff I tried to send him, but he has changed his tune. He has a huge, huge following. He was like, look, we need to prepare for persecution. We need to prepare to be thrown into the fire and not worship the image. And I am so thankful he's preparing the saints that we're not going to get raptured out of here. You know, we need to endure to the end, even if it costs us our life and not say that we don't believe in Jesus Christ because thinking we're going to get raptured out of here. But two Thessalonians two, three, you know, we need to prepare the saints as well. You might have an amazing pastor, but we cannot be deceived. So let no man deceive you by any means for that that day shall not come except there come a falling away first check and that the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. So that's the Antichrist. That's going to come. I, I personally think this is going to come after massive war happens, and then he'll basically come on the scene and bring peace, and many of the nations uh, will be destroyed. But I want to revisit the clergy response team, where they're going to throw out Romans 13. So as homework, read Romans 13, where basically says, hey, if you're a good Christian, you will obey your government. But what this means is only if your government is godly, if it's doing things that are not counter to the gospel, not counter to the Bible, God's word. Because if it's a wicked government, you obviously don't follow it. And when famine hits, when war hits, when the electrical grid goes down, when chaos happens, 
unlike any other time when there's a great alien UFO deception, when all these things come about and we go to our pastors for guidance and he's dialed in with his clergy response team that's connected to the government. Some of the documents that came out years ago were wicked. You know, give up your guns, go to the FEMA camps, um, give food. So if they're, if your pastors are tied into the clergy response team, it's evil, it's wicked, especially if they're listening to the government. Because where I think this is disappointing is the church, the local church should be really at the hub of rebuilding local government. And so if you have a great pastor ask questions if they're part of this clergy response team, because they actually could be at the tip of the spear of rebuilding society from a local decentralized playbook. Local is king. The elite want to centralize everything, control everything with technocracy, transhumanism. We need to decentralize. Power is in the local foundation. And obviously power is in the word of God. But again, clergy response team, this could be a playbook. I don't think this has disappeared. And I just wanted to remind everybody, and just think about pastors deceiving with this whole sorcery. You look up sorcery in the Greek lexicon, concordance sorcery is pharmakia, poison and witchcraft. And I've mentioned this before, Revelation 18.23, and the, the light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride, Christ and the Christians, shall be heard no more at all in thee, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth and for by their sorceries by their witchcraft pharmakia poison were all nations deceived does this sound familiar what's happened they found my channel right they're trying to jack you with this COVID 19 bionet transhumanism defiling the temple of god tying you into the internet of things i still think there's a secondary process to worship the image but that's coming that's why they're so desperate to jack you besides depopulation but this just really really hits home let no man deceive you and i, I put this pfizer ceo one of the last podcasts i did i think it was with the pope and the pfizer ceo i played a video where he basically went on to say hey if you've been jacked twice with covid 19 it has no protection zero to no protection so we're going to work we're going to work on a third one and we want a clown show this has nothing to do with COVID-19. This has everything to do with control and hooking you up into the internet of things. And then lastly, the great deception. I was thinking I was going to talk about, you know, wolves in sheep clothing with the Catholic church. I've actually ripped on them enough, right? And the, the whole homosexual agenda and pedophilia cover up. I mean, it's just wicked, wicked, wicked. Praying to saints, praying to Mary. It's just not part of the word of God. But 1.3 billion Catholics, and again, I gave my testimony on how I was raised in the Catholic Church, and I give them credit for at least they let me believe in God. And so without that foundation, I don't think I'd even you know, have a, a belief, an agnostic belief or a new age belief to actually become saved. So I'll give them some credit there, but the deception that's coming with the UFO deception, I just saw an article the other day about more UFO sightings. They're going to bring on this alien deceptions deception that these aliens basically gave us life they're going to break out the spaceships that can defy science don't believe it for a second i found this other article this is a little bit old but an email apparently released by wikileaks has revealed ex-spaceman edgar mitchell wrote to american politician john podesta that freak to tell him the vatican knows extraterrestrials exist and want to share zero point energy. They have free energy systems out there, my friends. So when the Antichrist comes in, the dream I had, they're gonna bring out these little triangle free energy devices and people are gonna line up and worship this Antichrist and then be tied into the internet of things. 
check out the Antichrist dream there, but we cannot be deceived. And I guarantee you, this is going to go beyond the Catholic church with this alien deception. It'll be all these harlot churches. So I just want to finish off with, we're all going to sin, you know, going back to Hugh Hefner and pornography, that is just an epidemic in this country, in this world. Kids are now getting into it. And, you know, I threw away the porn pornography that I had. And when you start researching and going to different search engines, you'll start getting flashes of pornography and it's addictive, but what do you need to do? You need to, if you, if you fall and if you slip, what I do is again, I pray, I repent. I sometimes fast, check with your doctor and ask for forgiveness, dive into the word of God. And, and I just turn from it, right? The fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. And I've seen people that were God-fearing Christians that are now atheists. And people say, once saved, always saved. Personally, I don't believe that for a second because I've seen people knock on doors and cry on how many people they've saved and gone to college and all of a sudden took some religion courses, were ridiculed, they didn't have the thick skin to take the abuse and switched over to flat-out atheism. Just my personal experience, but let's read what 1 Corinthians 9 says, but I keep under my body and bring it to subjection. This is Paul bringing his body into subjection, least that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So what is a castaway? A castaway is a reprobate. It's rejected. When you look at the Greek concordance here, 1 Corinthians 9, you can check it out. So let's read Ephesians 2, 1, 2. And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and power of the earth, that's Lucifer and his demonic spirits, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The children of disobedience are Christians, my friend. You don't want to open doors to the children of disobedience, these wicked, evil spirits. You don't want your sin to overtake you in a habitual nature. If you slip, you repent. And I have slipped. When I was a baby Christian, I knew alcohol was wicked. And if you knew me, I would drink one of those huge bottles of wine on the weekend. You know, I had a pretty high stressful job. It was just my way to decompress, but it was by myself. Sometimes we'd go to parties and stuff, but for the most part, it was by myself just partying and slamming a huge thing of wine. I wouldn't necessarily finish it all the time, but it was Friday and Saturday night. That's when I got to like 230, 240 pounds, you know, so I was just packing on the poundage, you know, so I have an appetite for alcohol. And I got to tell you, the Holy Ghost convicts you. It convicts you from being a drunkard. And you know, I slept once. My, uh, my brother was married and food wasn't coming out and I, I must have had so many gin and tonics ended up throwing up the entire night i mean it was it was probably the sickest i've ever been and i'm convinced god gave me an extra dose of you want to drink here's here's the repercussions of it so god can cure you of these things but again the fear of the lord diving into his word no matter how bleak it is for you, he actually can, can make it right for you. I just heard a testimony of a sister in Christ, a young lady. I think I put her on my Telegram channel, one of her dreams that she had. 
well, she had an eating disorder. It sounded like she purged herself. And she's like, when she became a Christian, gave herself to Christ, dove into the word of God. And she's like, I never had that sensation to try to vomit again. So there can be miracles, but you got to put the love of Christ first and the fear of the Lord and diving into his word in my personal perspective. And to show that, let's finish it off here. Get your spiritual house in order. Let's read Matthew 10. This is, this is where I knew I was saved because I, I put Christ first above even my family. And then I ended up reading this passage as verification. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And this is hard to fathom, but you think about it. Christ created this world. He died for our sins. He was sinless. He was the perfect sacrifice for us. And we're saved by grace. But I think we need to walk in the light. We need to make sure we're not taken by habitual sin. And, you know, this is this. And if you love Christ, you'll keep his commandments the best that you can. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. I mean, this is just, this just pierces me. And he that findeth his life, lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you, receiveth me. He that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. It's talking about the father. Pretty powerful here, right? Are you truly born again? You putting Christ above everything and wanting to please him. It just reminds me of the parable of 10 virgins. I that, that kind of keeps me up at night sometimes in a good way. In the times that we're in, my friends, it's, it's time to start saving some souls, being bold, respectful, but bold and with love, right? I've heard some people say the parable of 10 virgins, it's about Israel. And that's nonsense because the same pastor thinks all Israel will be saved. So what is it? You know, this is making sure that your oil, the Holy Ghost is in you, right? If you are the light of this world, Hopefully this was a blessing. Read the parable of the 10 virgins, King James version, get your spiritual house in order. If you've got wicked pornography in your house, erase it, you know, get rid of the things that seem occultish, like a Buddha, you know, throw it, throw it away, get rid of it, clean your house, get your spiritual house in order. So God bless Scott with SJ Wellfire. Hopefully this was a blessing. Bookmark our site and sign up for the newsletter. And if you're interested in news with some Christian commentary. I basically put all the news articles that I find interesting on Gab and also Telegram. I try not to overwhelm both of them, but what I'll do is I'll put those articles there with some notes. And then later I'll actually build some of these podcasts off of them, but it's a good catch all for at least what I'm seeing and hopefully equip the saints with knowledge of what's going on that could actually be a blessing. God bless.